Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Now attracting easy money, wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem, we're speaking another language. Today we talk about finding your joy in life, motherhood and business with Debbie Spellman, the creator of Finding Your Worth Within. What's really interesting is I noticed the best experts at their craft is normally because those experts have gone through what their clients are going through. So the way that they show up is a more meaningful, more empathetic and also more real life strategies to really create change. And that's exactly what's continually happened with Debbie Spellman. Debbie is the founder of Lux Mama, which is a personal lifestyle blog for the modern conscious woman inspiring to embrace her life, motherhood, and business. She's an NLP practitioner, master practitioner, speaker, life coach, and also an online business coach. Debbie's been featured on many things such as to the Today Show, lots of print magazines like Women's Fitness, Marie Claire, Australian Natural Health, Women's Day, Cosmopolitan Girlfriend Magazine and travels globally teaching and conducting workshops and retreats with the core message really about helping women recognize their true worth and value. What I love about this conversation today is once again, it just shows a woman is so confident to speak about her pain to help unlock other women's greatness. And that actually shows me the true strength of self-esteem. When you can truly speak about your flaws and your challenges and also be able to take those learnings from them. Probably my greatest mentor as a woman in business is Oprah and what I absolutely love about her is her strength and confidence and self-esteem and the ability for her to be able to talk about her pain and her challenges where she is now or where she has been to be able to help other people grow and I really took that on board when I started speaking from the stages and the funny thing is I will meet people years later and they will say to me oh my gosh I remember you actually talking about this 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 and that helped me get the concept So if you're out there speaking or teaching, it's very important when you're giving heavy, heavy content that you're also matching a story that helps the penny drop for the person listening. And that's exactly where Debbie goes today. And also I follow along with her opening up, allows me to open up to be able to give you the most richest conversation to really help. So now let me introduce you to Australia's Mind Detox Coach, Debbie Spellman. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, last time we took off, we were in the middle of doing tours for the Girl Power events. I was five and six months pregnant last time we were really uh, connected and we all turned into mums now. Um, So tell me, let's just start there. Let's just start with what's been the big shift for you since motherhood with business, with life? How has that changed how you show up these days and and what you do for work? Mm, That's a really good question because it really changes. It changes everything and it changes all of us. For me, the biggest shift was A, 
I mean, my husband said it the other day because I always say to him, I just don't have enough time. And he said, Debbie, you didn't have enough time before you had Jake. It was You were working like 24-7 all the time and you still didn't have enough time. And that was a real eye-opener. And it really um, kicked me off on this new way of intentional living, which we can go into. But what I recognize is, is just how little time we have to be a mum, to be a wife, to have all of the roles and do it well and run our businesses. Yeah. Um, and we need to be ruthless with where we spend our time and energy Absolutely. and what we spend our time and energy on. I didn't figure that out straight away, but I've definitely come to learn uh, my highest priorities and making sure that I'm, I'm fiercely protecting that. That's probably what motherhood's taught me the most is what are my values, what are my priorities and what am I so fiercely passionate about and everything else goes. I have the strongest boundaries. However, there was a period after motherhood that I didn't, which I think we're going to touch on today. I've always been quite a bit a time Nazi is probably the way that my husband would label it. <laughs> Don't we love our men? They're just so honest with us. Um, uh, he used to call me a time Nazi because I was very strict on that highest quality task, highest quality time and highest quality people, parts of my life. The, when I stepped into motherhood, like you said, like you learn time like never before because you are trying to juggle your business still and not fall off the perch that you've built. Plus mm. time management now is just through the roof because when it's not, oh my God, some of my mornings would be absolute chaos before I started to work out <laughs> and mm -hmm. get into the routine. There's mm. been a big shift with you in life. You know, last time we, we touched on, actually we had you on the, the Cashflow Candy Show. What's evolved and, and what's actually happened now to really have this big curve and really be so focused on the subject today, which is finding your joy in life, motherhood and biz? From the moment I fell pregnant, and I'm talking two days after I fell pregnant before I knew I was pregnant, I flew to Noosa to do some brainstorming because I thought, you know, I'd love to just get a really clear uh, idea of my business. So I hired this amazing penthouse. I le need beauty and inspiration around me oh, to be out of plan. I love it. She's going out in I style. <laughs> That's with us women. Like when we're going to do something, we're going we're gonna to do it the whole way, right? <laughs> Excellence. That's what it's called. Excellence. It's a very strong value of mine. Um, so I hired this penthouse and I went to Noosa and I, every morning I got my coffee. I went down to Little Cove and I went walking through the national park and I'd get back home and I'd sit down and I would just want to be present. No part of me wanted to plan, no inspiration for my business whatsoever. Mm. And that kicked off, uh, a period of transition for me, and I'm not sure if you noticed this when you fell pregnant or became a mother, but it seems quite common in my circles where we go through this period of transition where our old life no longer fits anymore. And my business message just didn't fit and I could not find inspiration. So I, I spent all this really, I guess, spent all this money and spent seven days just enjoying the penthouse mm, and doing see, the best I didn't, part. That didn't thing. click in for me until about a year after. <laughs> and but and, and it was and it wasn't good. It wasn't no. good. My, I, you know, the signs were there. I was putting on the yeah. weight. I was stressed. I was trying to be the old person. I was trying to just work in a very masculine model, um, mm -hmm. just doing what I know instead of feeling. Um, yeah, so it didn't click in for me a long time after. So it was probably there when you fell pregnant, but you didn't Resistant. pay attention to it. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, so two years, it was about two years of transition. But during that time, um, I ended up, my parents joined a network marketing business, which I had always been fascinated with the network marketing model. And this was a superfood. So it's almost like Jerry Maguire had me at superfood. I was like, yes, that is so me. So um, I dived into it head first and it just absolutely exploded. So Jake was seven months old at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, still not really interested in doing my coaching business, wasn't blogging, literally had kind of disappeared off the face of the planet on that, on that front. But behind the scenes, this business exploded to around 450 business partners, thousands of customers. And I was having the time of my life until it got to a point where the way that that network marketing company was structured, it had a process called a three-way call. And so as a result, I was doing five or six of these calls a day, which you were just repeating the same information. Mm-hmm. And you know, I ended up bringing in webinars and using my online marketing say, That's when you need webinars, but you're doing uh, that I know. by the sounds of it. <laughs> Well I, well, I ended up because, you know, I was very humble and I said, teach me what you know. I want to make sure I'm successful in this. I let go of everything I knew. And then I was like, this is just stupid. So I, then I brought in everything I knew. Um, and by that point, my body really showed the signs of what I was carrying. It was a heavy responsibility of all of these women's lives. I had no boundaries. I was working till 10 o'clock at night. I was up at 5 a.m. I was on the phone so much. I was mindful not to be on the phone too much around Jake, but you can't help it when you get these new business partners in and you have to train them. And there was, as much as it was a leverage model, it wasn't a leverage model in that company. And fast forward a year and a half, although I had replaced my coaching income and financially it was amazing, um, my body started to break. So at first I was just losing weight and I recognized that I was feeling very stressed. Like, you know, that, um, that subconscious kind of clenched Mm -hmm. jaw all the time. So I noticed those signs. And then I started to have this self-talk that was saying, I feel so trapped. I feel like this is never going to stop. I don't feel like I'm in control. People are at me all day, every day, hundreds of messages because I created so much success. Everyone was like, how did you do it? And, you know, the success of one business or company is as a result of who you've been in your life before or everything you've done. So it was my coaching business that caused me to be so successful in network marketing. Mm -hmm. And so I soon learned that and I was communicating that. But anyway, what ended up happening, and this is such a fascinating thing because I have a type A personality. I'm a reformed perfectionist now. And work has always been, and I know you're going to relate to this, Annette, work has always been my highest priority. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved my work. So it got to the point where I felt so responsible and so in this company that I started losing weight and started getting really sick. And then my kidney just completely blew up one day. The pain was intense. Then I started having pancreatic pain. And then I realized a tumor was growing underneath one of my arms. And I noticed these things and I noticed the stress, but I didn't pay attention to it because, you know, I had work to do. I had to be a mom. And then the tumor under my arm started to smell. And I was like, this is interesting. And then I took stock and I was like, I'm not eating the way I would normally eat. I'm not making time for myself. And I actually think I'm quite unhealthy right now because I'd never stopped. And then I did research and I discovered that cancers have a really repulsive 
smell, like a, a, a rancid smell. And that's exactly what this tumor under my arm smelt like. So that was a wake up call. And then the kidney pain started, then the pancreatic pain started. And that all happened in August. You didn't get, I think, to get it cut out, the cyst in the arm? Well, I noticed it growing, but it wasn't until it smelt that I was, I did research and then I got a bit scared and I thought I'm losing weight. This is not good. Um, and that's when I went and got all these blood tests done. Nothing showed up in the blood test, got CAT scans done, CT scans. Nothing was really showing up, but I was getting sicker and sicker and I was losing so much weight. And it got to the point where I remember this so clearly because my husband has never, ever yelled at me, but I was on one side of the bed. He was on the other. It was a Friday night. The pain was so bad in my kidney that I could not stand up straight. And Matt said to me, I don't know where my wife has gone. You are angry. You are frustrated. You are sick, but you keep that damn freaking phone attached to you and you don't stop. And he said, cancel your meetings tomorrow and give me that phone and go to hospital. And I screamed black and blue. I was like, no, I have responsibilities. I have calls. I have commitments. I'm not the sort of person that cancels. And he ended up grabbing the phone off me and he said, get to the hospital now. And I I look back and I think, it was so funny, but I was so in my head of such a skewed reality of, yeah. of what I needed to do to make sure I didn't let people down that I could not even see all the signs. I called my naturopath because the doctors had no answers, but I ended up not being able to get off the couch. I flew to Noosa so that my parents could look after Jake. Um, And I ended up doing research and I discovered that I had all the signs of adrenal fatigue, all the signs of chronic fatigue, and in fact, all the signs of the stage before a heart attack because chronic fatigue due to exhaustion is a stage before a heart attack. Um, And all of the stuff I found, and I called my naturopath, and in an hour and a half, he told me exactly what was happening. And that's a conversation for another time. But he gave me the answers, and he said, you have to get your head sorted. You have caused this. And and one thing I didn't mention during this period is that I actually slipped into a really deep depression. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I didn't know how to get out of it. And I'm a coach with 15 years personal growth. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't think my way to happy. I cannot find it. And so just pause there for a second because when your adrenals start to burn out, guys, and you've got these high amounts of stress, it's killing your serotonin. And so if we clean our serotonin, we're not happy. And this is why we're going to slip into depression because of this adrenal burnout. And then we're looking for things, short-term things to maybe fix our, uh, our serotonin hit, which is normally food, um, and it's some type of a sugary food normally because it brings you in complete satori for that moment, but it's not long-lasting. So it's no surprise to me that it did start to go into, you know, uh, if we were to label it, some type of depression for sure. Mm, and that's really fascinating to know the, the, the how that actually happens because for me I also felt it was I was doing, I I remember specifically saying, I'm not happy. And it started to be a repeating thought. I hate this. I'm not happy. I'm trapped. So I ended up having to take seven months off, which is wonderful. Even though the style of this business caused me to be so sick, it also sustained me for seven months financially. And during that time, there was literally one question because I remember thinking, I, I used to go to the beach and I used to just talk to every single mum. I used to be so like I could I was navigating to mums because I just loved learning about people and talking to people and and then I reflected and thought I actually avoid eye contact. I avoid eye contact with everyone right now. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't have the energy to do anything. I, I all my spark and joy was completely gone. And that's where I ended up 
And it was really tough yeah. to admit that. Yeah. But I, I had completely gotten myself there. And with you just sharing this and being completely vulnerable, and thank you so much for sharing it, because the stuff that you're saying that resonates with me, I remember there was a stage there, I'm trying to push and push and push and push and push and, you know, think I can have a baby and just keep going out there and, you know, I just set the most wildly uh, high goals. And for me, really, at the time, like, my son should have been the most important thing, but it was like I did not want to fall off my perch. And it did get to the stage where I would be fine during the day because I could show up and do what I love. But I'd come home and I was not the nicest person to be around. And I remember there was times when I would say, I am not happy. I don't know why I'm not happy. Um, and it's, so what you're saying, it resonates with me because I've been there. And it's resonating with women that are listening right now because they're going through the same shit or something similar. There was one question that started to change everything for me, and that was, what brings me joy? And it started really small when I was in the deep depression. It started really small. It was, okay, right now I feel like a cup of tea in the backyard in the sun would bring me joy mm -hmm. because that's all I had the capacity for. And so I would go and do it and I would feel a little bit of joy and I'd lost that. And so I started asking myself all these questions around what will bring me joy, what will bring me joy. And the biggest thing that I did, actually, there was one thing I did first because it was hard to answer that when there were so many stresses going on in my life. So the first thing I asked was what's causing me stress? And it was actually everything. Mm. So <laughs> one by one. Except I, for Jake. Except for Jake and my husband and my home. That yeah. was the only thing yeah. that was not causing me stress. Mm -hmm. um, and so, well, actually, my husband was causing me stress a little bit, but it was my fault because I was such a crappy, depressed, horrible wife. Yeah. Like I was just so insular. When you're, when you're depressed, you're so insular. You don't even know what's going on around you, just in your head. So um, I got rid of all the stress, and that meant I decluttered my entire home. I followed the Marie Kondo approach. And if you haven't read that book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Oh, no. The one that I know is minimalist, but I think it's, it's very similar messages. Would you behind decluttering? Yeah. So if anyone's feeling like they don't have the capacity for anything right now and they're not happy, the first thing you want to do is make a list of everything that's causing you stress. And one of the things that was causing me stress was just a cluttered house. It, didn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't actually causing me stress. It didn't bring me joy. So I went through every room, every item, and I held it like she teaches, does this bring me joy? And it was so fascinating listening to the stories. Oh, but you haven't worn this yet. Oh, but someone gave this to you. Oh, but, but it didn't bring me joy. So that's where I talk about being ruthless with our time, our energy, and our boundaries. So I had to be ruthless to find my joy. So I decluttered my entire house. I got rid of uh, every activity that brought me stress, which was work at that point. So that completely went... And I started following my joy. I started making my joy list. And over time, life started to change. It was within two weeks that I felt the cloud, heavy cloud of depression lifted. And I know that some people might think, how can you be depressed and come out of it so quickly? But I've coached many women out of depression and there are a lot of factors that contribute to depression. And I truly believe when we choose to live in alignment and find our joy, there's an enthusiasm that comes back within our spirit. And it like it's like a garden, it's like a flower and it just starts to flourish yeah. and it lifts things and it clears things. And it can That's happen it. in an instant. It can like it this can. shift because energetically um, you're list, lifting your vibration, you're lifting your um, frequency levels. And I'd love to dive into some essential oil stuff today because I know that you're, you're down with that. Um, 
but that stuff is it's it's life changing and for me it's as soon as I went you know I'm not happy I need to dance (laughs) I need to dance again and as soon as I started to do very similar things to what you're saying it was just the happy cup was full it was overflowing So and it does. And it, and fascinatingly, the, the naturopath was the one that said, Debbie, your thinking is so toxic because you've gotten yourself into a, you know, we start having these negative thoughts and the more we think them, the stronger the neuro pathways get, the more repeating they get, mm-hmm. the more we yeah. drop into like the spiral down. He said, your thinking is so negative, it's causing this consistent cortisol to be running through your body yeah. that is it's not because you're not exercising, you're not deep breathing, you're not detoxing your lymph system, you're not eating well. He said it's it's got nowhere to go, and so therefore it deposits itself outside of your cellular membranes. And when you keep pumping the cortisol through, it then ch- turns into tumors and cysts. And if you keep pumping the cortisol through, the cysts and the tumors become rancid, and that's what happened under my arm, and that's what turns into cancer. So how and so, with the women find alignment? Let's give us a good tip there, because you said that you're you're trying to get yourself in alignment. You know, as soon as they you, your clients do get into alignment stuff happens what's an activity that some of the women can do to actually help find their joy perfect so it's the two steps i just said removing all the stress and then asking yourself does this bring me joy and it's actually only in the moment that you can find the joy Mm -hmm. so it's as simple as walking downstairs in the morning and saying what would bring me joy today and following that because we our intuition knows the life we're meant to be living what we're uniquely designed for because I think about my sister she hates the beach it doesn't bring her joy the waves make her feel a bit uneasy but she loves the country while me I love the beach it completely makes me feel joy so we're all coded a different way and we've got to find our unique way of being and what truly brings us joy because it's also a little bit of a a path and a secret as to where we should be what we should be doing so i think and feel that and can i just say it's being conscious of that this is something that you need to be conscious of because i will start my day and this week's been a little bit crazy so i'm getting braxton ready first and i'm going back upstairs to doing this but i always start my day with gratitude and i write what i absolutely love and i just feel that brings me back into check back into check starting my day with with what what i love and i love what you're saying now because i can even see myself walking down the stairs getting ready for the day and even just asking that question like what's the one thing today is going to bring me joy what's one thing one thing right now i love making my lunches for braxton love it like it's that's one thing it just puts me into my feminine feminine i just love it. i just get so excited so i think it's being conscious of that question and even mapping out where are you going to do that as soon as i walk out my door about to go down the stairs with braxton if i ask that question boom brings into conscious joy fulfillment love it it does. And it's almost like I, I see joy as our inner compass that guides us to living the most energized, uplifted, enthusiastic life. And it's such a simple technique. And even to the point where someone asks you to do something, would that bring me joy? Mm. It's it's such a simple way. I, I, you know, I, I'm the master of techniques, processes, formulas on how we can live our best life. But one thing that I learned from this massive rock bottom is that it's actually quite simple when we learn to trust ourselves. And when we have the courage to not live according to people's expectations, not live according to our fears, which keeps us stuck in areas, which just keeps us completely out of alignment, doing jobs we don't like in relationships we don't like, in friendships we don't like and yet we stay there because we're so afraid 
And so fear is the opposite of alignment. What do you think is a good way for women to be able to say no? So let's just say if we do get someone to ask us to do something and you, you take it for a moment and you think, okay, does this make me feel? Does this give me joy? And you're like, it gives me no joy. <laughs> it's deflating the cup of joy. <laughs> um, is there a technique that you could share with us to be able to help us actually say no or to be able to help us decline it's a, I think it's a it's a deeper response than just a how do we communicate no because I feel we need to go back a few steps and really ask ourselves well look at our diaries and look at our life and think first and foremost are the highest priorities going in before anything else does is the self-care and the family and the husband and the children time love going it. in for anything yeah love it and after that's gone in, we do have to put work in because we need to feed mm-hmm. our families. So that needs to go in as well. And once you've got those in, everything else is totally optional and we should never feel like we need to create any more uh, busyness in our calendars. However, and this is where it gets a little bit complex, I'm a huge believer in serving others, in even sometimes inconveniencing ourselves because somebody needs us. Mm-hmm. So it's not like does this bring me joy is a black and white question because there are times that your friend really needs you right now but it doesn't bring you joy it needs to be there but yeah your heart needs to be there with that person and so but most of the time and I think the the content context that you were asking the question is if someone's asking you to do something and you know it doesn't bring you joy how can you communicate in a way that is uh, authentic and I'm I would like to see us all be more authentic and transparent and messy in our friendships and relationships and not be so masked. Mm. I think so many of us and me, my, myself included in the past where, you know, I would say, Oh, I'd love to go, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't love to go. And then I would make up an excuse <laughs> that's not being authentic and honest and transparent. So I would love to be able to, uh, I, I do now say thank you so much for the invitation but I have something else on and that something else is my husband because he's my highest priority and he goes above everything else. And so when we live the intentional life, which is our highest priorities in first and everything in between, it allows us to easily make those decisions from a place of courage because we know we're so fiercely protective of our time and energy. You've mentioned something really cool, which I want to rewind back and just shine a light on that area, which is you were saying if you look at our calendars, is it scheduled in your calendar, your highest priority things? And just yesterday I had a private client and we're doing a Skype call. She was breaking down in, in, in tears and I was just, it was just like more of an accountability call. And I just said, so where are you at? What's been going on last week? And she just broke down in tears. She goes, I really haven't done anything. I just feel so overwhelmed and the tears are bubbling up. And I was like, oh, I said, let's go into it. And then she said, oh. I just, I've just got so much to do and I'm trying to fit my training in, but I've got to be back at quarter past six in the morning. So I've got to be at the gym at 5.30. And I was like, huh, what? And then I said to her, so what time does your daughter have to go to school? And she goes, well, she leaves school at quarter past seven. So she said, so I want to be back, get ready for that. And I was like, why isn't your exercise or your relaxation put into your workday? Because if it's stressing you to the roof and it's creating more cortisol and instead of helping release stress, 
when you're doing burnout, and you probably know this as well, Debbie, that sometimes it's not great to do a high intensity training session, no. like CrossFit or you know a pump class. You need to do something more for your parasympathetic, which is you know the relaxation. And I said to her, so why would you get yourself stressed when you could put that in your work day? And I said, what time do you start? She goes, I start at nine o'clock. And I said, who told you you need to start at nine? And she goes, well, I just always have. And I said, okay, we're getting away from the masculine model. This is just something mm-hmm. that we think we've been ingrained our whole life that we need to be at a desk at nine o'clock. And I said, you'd be far more productive if you start at 10 and you actually mm-hmm. have that time, that space. Once Emmy's gone from quarter past seven, get yourself off to the gym, have the space to come back, have your breakfast and you're ready and you've got so much time there. Mm-hmm. And I said, so let's just schedule that in. And then what we did was we did the highest priority tasks as well, obviously, for the next week. But it was scheduling something that's so important for her because she is from the health and fitness you know, industry and background. But to be able to schedule her own time in for her own training sessions without feeling guilty but it's the one thing that's going to lift her vibrations to the highest level. So I think it's really important. So um, for the listeners, I think that's one thing is look at your calendar, like Debbie's saying, and is is it scheduled in like a meeting? Is it scheduled? Is it booked in your highest priority things? I actually have in mine at night, and my husband's invited to all those invitations, which is all my dancing. So he knows what nights he needs to be home on time so I can get to the dancing (laughs) it's in the diary so I love that tip I work by that tip myself Mm, and I'm happy to share with the listeners I've got a video that shows my default diary and when you look at it you'll see my entire life is scheduled from the moment I wake up at 5 30 to the moment I go to sleep at 9 p.m and structure creates freedom yeah it really does because if you can schedule all of your life into your calendar you will soon realize that if your life does not fit in your calendar, you're, you've already set yourself up for failure, but you've subconsciously set yourself up for failure called anxiety, overwhelm, stress for probably many years. But now you can see that it's actually not physically, humanly possible to actually fit everything that you want to do into a seven-day period. Yeah. And it's really eye-opening. So how do you juggle life now? Because you still have multiple different businesses. Can you talk us through what businesses you have and how do you actually do the juggle now being a mother? Yes, of course. So um, how I do the juggles in terms of time is that my husband's a personal trainer and so he's out at 5.30 in the morning, but he's back at 10 a.m. So what happens is I'm a mum from the moment we wake up until lunchtime and then we all have lunch together and then he takes over at 12.30 until 5. And so I get four and a half hours every weekday, Mm -hmm. which has been phenomenal. That structure has been amazing. So that's how I run my business from a time perspective. Um, And in terms of the businesses, so I still have my coaching business, which has actually shifted into a different style of website um, because I'm really focusing on only three things. The very first thing is Lux Bummer, which is a, it's a lifestyle blog, but really it's sharing all I've learned about wellness lifestyle practices that, that start to not lead us to adrenal fatigue, which is mm-hmm. such a common thing for women. And so, um, it's everything I know about all of that just shared through a personal blog, but it has big plans to kind of turn into a mix between Oprah and Martha Stewart with lots of different products Ooh, and things wow. coming off that. Um, and then I have monetize your life, which is the business Academy. And then I have doTERRA, 
So I've just dived into essential oils and you might be thinking, why the hell has she gone into another network marketing company? Not at all. But- <laughs> because you know, for me, I don't know how many, I get so many people go, oh my God, you're great at sales, let's do network marketing. I'm shit at network marketing. If anyone hears that, if anyone wants to invite me, I go into network marketing purely because I love the product. So I don't know how many I'm a part of. But I'm a part of one with essential oils, but it's uh, it's Young Living. It's not doTERRA. Yeah. I had a doTERRA probably about six months ago. Um, but I've been with Young Living for maybe 12 years with essential oils. Yeah, but I totally understand. You've gone with it first because you probably love the product, right? A hundred percent. And I think the downside is people can go into network marketing and think that they need to become a sales rep. And I truly believe that's the wrong way to approach it. It's uh, when you love the product and you refer it, it doesn't feel like sales. And I've realized now that different network marketing companies have different models. And the doTERRA model is actually set up for freedom, while the other model I did was not necessarily set up for time freedom. And Mm -hmm. so um, I've still got that network marketing company. It ticks over beautifully and it's very customer driven. I have an amazing customer base. But in terms of my team and where I want to leverage, it's in essential oils. And that's a big part of Lux Mama as well. And I've definitely, you touched on it earlier, that how they have helped me, and you will know this as well, um, how they've helped me clear my brain fog and help me around that time of the month to balance my hormones. It's just phenomenal um, how uh, how much you can do with them. So there's that doTERRA as well. And I am, and I'm happy to share a snapshot of my default diary. I am a ninja with time and I couldn't have it any other way. And everything is scheduled in and I feel so calm and so relaxed because I know exactly what's happening every minute of my day. Where will we find this photo? Is this something we're going to load up on the the blog post or is it a URL that we'll have on on the page? I can definitely send you a photo and I can also send you the video, which is a a tutorial video in my upcoming program that I created, but I can actually just send you the video so that you can create your own default diary. Now, there is a lot to do before you do the actual default diary, but it's certainly an amazing place to start. So... If you go to AnnetteLackovich.com forward slash Debbie, you'll have all the links that we've mentioned there, links to the video, link to the course which you want to hear about, and also have a look at Debbie's diary. <laughs> Debbie, <laughs> let's go into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Two biggest tips for women to never do. And this could be pulling on your whole holistic life, your loaf coaching, business coaching. Two biggest tips that you would tell women to never do. Never compare. And I mean that more so from a business perspective, but yes, definitely personal, but definitely business. If if you're driving your business forward and you're looking at all of the people that you want to be like or admire on Instagram and you're thinking they know more than me, they're more far they're far ahead than me, they're better than me. Comparing yourself on Instagram or social media is the surefire way to keep you stuck exactly where you are. And I noticed that in my coaching business, when I unfollowed all of my fellow coaches, that was in a January of whatever year it was, um, in March, I came out with this program, Finding Your Worth From Within, and it was my best work. And it was so heartfelt and it was so powerful. And it's because I finally tapped into my zone of genius, my uniqueness, my message. And that only came about because I stopped 
the the noise. Stop the the noise noise. and able to tap into your own intuition and hear your message. It's so true. And, you know, it is Mm. on a personal basis as well because, and this is a conversation we just had with Heather Porter um, on the show, where we're talking about Instagram with, you know, just comparing yourself to these, you know, perfect girls that have the the perfect body and the perfect lip, the perfect filter on their their camera. (laughs) (laughs) So also personally as well. Um, All right, that's one tip. Have you got another one? With our businesses, because I'm such a – me, life, business, it all falls into one. There is no life and business. It's we just it just It's just life and I love it. And the other thing that I would not recommend women do is to try and do everything. And I did that for so many years um, and sometimes we need to do it when we're starting out. Mm-hmm. But there is certain personality testings that you can do to find your zone of genius. And one that I absolutely love is called wealth dynamics. Oh yes. It will cost you, yeah, $97, the best $97 you'll ever spend in your life. And it will tell you how you're naturally wired to create wealth. And when I learned that I realized, of course it felt true, but I, I realized I needed to stop doing many things in my business because when you don't stay in your zone of genius, you, you lose your intuition you lose your because the creativity is not there. You get more drained really quickly. So therefore you're more tired. You get into the do zone and you're not actually driving the business forward. Yeah. So and, and don't yeah, do everything. come out so much more stress. So that's when we start to outsource, guys, if you're not outsourcing already. Yes. You might be still in the startup mode and you, you think that you can't afford to have somebody to work for you. There's virtual assistants that are already well-crafted in this area where you can get somebody on to actually help you in another genius zone, even if you can't afford a physical person. But outsourcing, 100% agree. Great tip. All right. Totally. Tip. Can I actually do three? Okay. And the third one is don't do shit you don't want to do. Just don't do it. I think so many women can just live a life that they don't want to be living and don't feel like they have a choice. And I want to say you have a choice. It might take you some time for that choice to come into reality, but we are never stuck. Mm. We are never helpless. Love it. Take responsibility yourself. Yes. Be responsible, be responsible. Responsible, which can be hard because there are, you know, conversations that need to be had, fears that need to be overcome. There's lots of messiness around stop doing stuff you don't like, but, uh, and that's what holds us back. All right, back into rapid fire. Uh, Favorite businesswoman? Oh, I was almost going to say Marie Folio, but that's only because she's so ingrained in my mind. I'm not sure she would be my favorite businesswoman, but I'm going to stick with her because I love that she has built a eight figure business off a lifestyle business from a laptop with a virtual team. Besides the normal, the the phone, the wallet, the keys, what's something that you always have in your handbag? (laughs) Uh, Lavender antibacterial natural spray for Jake's hands when he eats all the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I've got one too. Um, The other day I actually stopped him from Nichi Bikes. It has a bit of peppermint in there. And uh, the daycare was like, what's something on? I said, no, no, I've got something in the car. And I came back and she goes, in the afternoon, she goes, oh, my gosh, it stopped him itching straight away. And I said, yeah, it's got peppermint and it stops itchy bites. A <laughs> uh, favourite way to exercise? Uh, enjoy, 100%. If you, for me, that, that, everything comes down to that question really. But if I feel like going for a walk, I'll go for a walk. If I want to do yoga, if I want to go for a run, it's whatever brings me joy in that moment. Worst habit that you still want to kick? Oh, messiness. I'm like a freaking tornado <laughs> and I wish I wasn't. But, you know, 
clothes, putting the clothes away does not make me money. And so I need to prioritize. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's the housework. (laughs) Uh, How do you eat most of the time? Are you an organic girl, paleo, vegetarian? What's your choice in food? Yeah. I know you're very big on the organics, but take it. I am. 100% 100% organic um, and vegan, mainly plant-based. Mm, love it. Well, Debbie, in closing, the question I'd like to finish off every interview is what's the one thing that you do, either a daily basis or a weekly basis, has to be within that, that makes the biggest difference in your level of happiness? My natural personality style is a visionary, and so unless I step into and get connected with what I truly want to create, I find I get lost in the messiness of life. So quite regularly, I will do my dream vision board. I will write my reality as if I'm already living it. And I will truly believe anything's possible. And it just brings me so much happiness and so much joy and so expansive. Beautiful. Debbie Spillman, uh, thank you so much. We're going to have um, links for today. Oh, one more thing, please, before you go. You've got an up-and-coming program. Actually, it's just been released. Can you tell us about the program that you've got in case some of the ladies are very interested in continuing to find out more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just do it quickly. So finding your worth from within, um, it was essentially the path that I took to overcome my biggest issue in my whole entire life, which was a huge lack of self-worth. And it was the cause of a lot of different uh, regrets that I held on to and things that I wish I didn't do. Um, and so finding your worth from within ultimately is about living the intentional life and starting to live from the inside out, not from the outside in, which is people's expectations and what we think we should do and all of that. So we just start to uncover who you truly are, how you're programmed, what brings you joy, and start living intentionally. And that includes learning to have those uncomfortable conversations, getting rid of things in your life that aren't in alignment, and truly coming out the other side where you are so in love with you and your life. Beautiful. Debbie Spillman, thank you so much for bringing your joyful Uh, learnings and and helping the women today Um, and everybody that's listening you've got just click the link it's netlackage.com forward slash debbie and you'll have all the links to debbie's website um, to the finding your worth from within workshop and also we're going to look at debbie's diary thank you so much debbie pleasure thank you so i hope you love today's episode with debbie spellman i wonder what learnings you took away from hearing her pain and her joy and what you need to do now to be able to tap in to find more joy in your life. And for now, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And until next week, this is Annette Lackovich checking out for now. Bye-bye.